and welcome to Franchise Surprise. <laughs> the only podcast where our situation has not improved. Oh, man, you were not ready for that quote. But I got you. <laughs> no one would have even noticed if you didn't say yeah, anything. See me well, fumbling for the, my phone. The listeners. They would have said, what a dramatic pause. Yes! Peyton gets it. <laughs> he understands no, the, the dramatic arts. This man is obviously they said. To- they said, if this was a movie, this would be the part where the the mountain fades into yes. the scenery. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they would have said, this man is listening to the War of the Worlds broadcast on vinyl. <laughs> God. Anyway, I'm Nick Lathan. I'm Rip Camelucci. <laughs> and I'm Peyton Lynch. And this episode slash week, since these come out weekly, we're talking Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And I'm going to ahead and spoil it for everybody. I had a great time, and I've decided this is my favorite Indiana Jones movie. Uh, I'm going to spoil it for everybody. If the name of your film includes the word last, it should be the last last. installment. (laughs) Uh, that said, I had a great time watching Steven Spielberg's funniest picture. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's fucking they, hilarious. Like they wrote, they wrote off into the sunset. So that's yes, why I was yes! kind of mad that. <laughs> well, I think it was supposed to be the last one. It yeah. was. And then somebody said, "We need money." George is like, "Listen, I'm about to sell this shit. We might as well just make one more before I sell it." <laughs> <That's> cash. <laughs> Out, brother. <laughs> Steven said, say less. Well, P- Peyton, you got any spoilers, but your reaction, what do you think? Um, It's not my favorite one, but I definitely liked it more than when I was younger. I definitely, I, I, uh, I think I have my reason. I think it's a great movie and I think it is really fun and funny, but I think just like parts of it, it's just like, it's just not for me. Like, I think it, it's more of a you guys movie than it is a, a me movie. <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, you, you come in from. It's a very, it's a very sausage party yeah. energy. You, you, like, it's a very, all the boy, all the boys are here. It's a, it's, and they're ready to play. It's a Saturday what? afternoon. <laughs> you came in from playing outside to beat the heat for a little bit. Your dad's watching this on AMC, and you stop to watch it with him because it's the Zeppelin scene. Also, I was thinking. Also, I was thinking like I didn't have a good relationship with my dad, so I wonder if that also colors my experience of the movie. Well, I think um, this is technically a prequel to the Fablemans, right? Yeah. <laughs> this uh, you you saying like walking in your dad watching this at AMC. You walk in, he turns to you and goes, "What's better than this? Guys being, being dudes. dudes. Guys being. This dudes. is the ultimate yeah. guys being dudes. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I forgot that like all four of the the guys like go into the temple or, or the the crypt and and it's, come out of them. I'm I'm just gonna like because I watched the. Uh, of course, watch the making of, which this was the shortest making of so far. The other ones have been an hour long. This one was only 35 minutes. Yeah, they were like, yeah. of the movies as well. So, I don't know. Yeah. So, they were like, there. but um, Steven Spielberg basically was like, yeah, that last one was, uh, I, 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 you know, it was okay. Uh, but I just wanted to get back to the basics. 
and just make a fun adventure movie and motherfucker pulled yeah. it off. He, fucking he made did several. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he made several yeah. fun adventure movies in the water. God <laughs> well, that's damn. A- Drugs that's and alcohol the- took River Phoenix from us. What a what a little uh, what a little container of charisma. The, uh, the oh, original Riz King, as it were. Yeah, they um, <laughs> what you call it? This movie went back to what Raiders was because Raiders, as we've talked about, is is serialized in which like shit mm-hmm. happens. How's yeah. he gonna get out of this situation? Ooh, that was close. Uh oh, some more shit's happening. How's he gonna like? That's what this movie felt like. Temple of Doom was just like. Shit happens. People talk for forty five minutes, and then a lot of more shit happens. Yeah. It's not like anyway. It's not well, evenly it's my, paced. It's my understanding that they were trying to get Raiders energy for this mm-hmm. one because Raiders had done better than Temple of Doom. Well, you say that, and that brings me into box office stuff, baby. <laughs> Great transition. This movie came out May twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine, and guess what? It was number one at the box office. Number Hell one, yeah. baby. Memorial Day weekend. That's Indiana Jones's weekend. Number two <laughs> at the box office. By the way, this is a fucking killer's row of dad movies this weekend. It's fucking <laughs> Again, again. Shout out. Number two. Uh, dropping this episode, Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Is it's it? All the, yeah. Is it not? When's Father's well, recording Day? recording it. It's coming out after Father's Day, so... It's coming out after... What if we just put this episode out on Father's Day? (laughs) I mean, I think everyone would get it if this came out (laughs) just for that and be like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I get what they did. Yeah. All of our avid avid fans and followers, they would understand. I'm pretty sure those are all just dads. Yeah. Yeah. Considering the movies that we know. It's just 30 Nick's dads. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Fucking Friday. A great supporter of the podcast. Uh... (laughs) My dad probably has no idea how to download a podcast or even <laughs> never even opened the podcast app. Anyway, uh, number two was uh, See No Evil, Evil, Hear No Evil, the Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor vehicle. Oh, what a great movie. Yeah. Um, number three. At least I thought it was great when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since then. Yeah, I don't know if it holds I, up. I've not uh, seen it since I saw it on Comedy Central as a Yeah, child. number yeah, that, that that played heavily on Encore and Comedy Central back in the day. Uh, number three was probably the most dad movie of all time, uh, Field of Dreams, starring Kevin Costner. Uh, love it. So people dealing with their dads is fucking <laughs> raging at the box office yeah. this weekend. Hollywood was tapping into some untapped unworked through father issues. <laughs> they were someone like- there was a psychologist at the head of Hollywood at that in that in this time of the 80s and they said, "Hey, you want to you want to get yeah, y'all want to make some money from these dads?" <laughs> yeah. I feel like um Hollywood like a theory of, of mine is that like Top Gun came out and then that was like the that was that was the movie dads went to go see because every dad was on a fucking aircraft carrier at some point. And then Hollywood <laughs> was like that movie was uh, number one at the box office for a thousand weeks. Let's just keep doing that model of movie like blockbuster, just like sexy, like stories. Not yeah. that great. But there's a lot of cool action or whatever. It just looks cool. Until the MCU came around, and they're like, hold up, we can make a bunch of movies and sequels and all that stuff? And I think Tom Cruise is trying to dial that back to what it was before. Anyway, (laughs) box office is weird right now, everybody. But number four was another dad movie, um, famous for the line, I used to fuck guys like you in prison. That's right, Roadhouse. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh boy. Uh, one of my favorite parts of Road because like he rips a man's throat out. My of friend course. Walker. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if he tweeted it one time or just said it to me. He's like, "Yeah, I've been uh, I've been ripping paper towels, uh, practicing ripping people's throats out." <laughs> just it's a pinch, anyway. Number uh, five, the original tweets was saying things to a person. Yeah, I sound old. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, I feel like oh, that came across as like real complaining and curmudgeonly against technology. Not that Twitter's the best place right now either. They're Nick, reboot. They're remaking Roadhouse or something, aren't they? Jake Gyllenhaal is supposed to be in it. Yeah. Oh, or it's supposed to be like a like or like a reboot, like or... a sequel. Even though there's uh-huh. there was like probably some fucking Jake Busey sequel. A... I think it actually is Jake Busey in this in Roadhouse yeah. too. Is this like a is this a requel? Yeah, it's a requel. Don't you love that word? It's the first time I ever heard it. What's it feels so scream. I think that I think that's the song. I think that's the word they use in Scream, not Scream Five, but Scream Five. Oh, Scream. Yeah, actually, I think they retroactively did change the title to Scream Five, but that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I finally got Halloween Ends on Blu-ray, thus completing my Halloween collection. I have own I own all the Halloweens on Blu-ray until they start making more. Um. Yeah, they do still have the rights. Um, Someone is always going to have the rights. Well, I think, yeah, Malika Cod still has the rights to it, so he could go off and make whatever Halloween movie he wants. Anyway, that, just that Jason Blum and all of them are like, we're, we're fucking done. Yeah. Out. yeah. <laughs> um, number five, Pink Cadillac. That's, uh, is that the Clint Eastwood one? I think so. No, Cadillac Man is Robin Williams. Pink Cadillac is Clint Eastwood. So, uh, a dad actor in the top five. So anyway, a number six. Bernadette Peters. I've never heard of that movie. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, Bernadette Peters is a person, not a movie. <laughs> no, she's in Pink Cadillac. <laughs> uh, what was, what was I going to say? Number six. This movie is near and dear to Rip's heart. That's right. Canine. Oh, yeah. That's, that is a movie that my father introduced me to. Uh, <laughs> Uh, number eight, uh, one of the movies that my dad had had on VHS along with Field of Dreams, another baseball movie, Major League. Mm. Let me tell you about the iconic poster. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Let me tell you about the one of the time. I think it was the last time I watched Major League with my dad. He fast forwarded through all the Tom Berenger, Renee Russo loves like all the, the romance <laughs> scenes. He was like, I'm trying to get to the baseball. He just sped through those. I gotta watch his game. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I gotta, I gotta see if they win this, this, the, the pennant in this fucking movie, fr- this movie I've seen a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, I gotta see if they uh, make that cardboard cut out of the owner naked. Yeah. <laughs> um, number nine uh, was we talked about him earlier. Tommy Cruise, Rain Man, a movie I still have not seen, but it has dominated the box office. I think that movie came out in like November or December of 88, and it's there, like still in the that, top 10. That movie was a cultural force to the point where they've been like parroting and spoofing that movie, you know, up until at least like the, the, the last one I can remember is at least the fucking Hangover. Yeah. It's a, it's a good movie. Um, I'm just waiting on them to make Rain Man Maverick. 
<laughs> That's the next one they need to do. I just looked up the plot for Pink Cadillac, and I have to watch it. Pink Cadillac, a 1989 action comedy film about a bounty hunter and a group of white supremacists chasing after an innocent woman who tries to outrun everyone in her husband's prized pink Cadillac. Now, is Clint Eastwood a white supremacist, or is he just the bounty hunter? Um, he's the bounty hunter, okay. and Bernadette Peters is the woman oh, I running away in the pink Bernadette Cadillac. Bernadette Peters is the white supremacist. <laughs> I thought she was the Cadillac. God, I feel like there was a song called Pink Cadillac. Yeah, Bruce Springsteen song. Yeah. Oh, man. Make that... I like this poster. Make that mm. a movie in the Cars universe. Like... The, the pink Cadillac is also the lady, and then also the is the is the lead and the white yeah. supremacists. What what what, what cars are whites of Fords, Chevys? <laughs> uh, of course, my man uh, Jeffrey Lewis is in like <laughs> Clint Eastwood. Like a movie of his gets green light. The first person he calls his buddy Jeffrey Lewis. He's like Jeff, I got something going on. That's his Hector Elizondo man. Yeah. Okay. What is the and the last movie in the top ten was Scandal. Don't know if it was the uh, TV show was based on that. Yeah, I don't know what Scandal is. I'm sure it'll pop up in box office game, and then we'll get really mad when we don't get it. <laughs> Scandal. We just talked about that on the podcast. Damn it! It stars Scandal. Or it's called Scandal. I, I just said it stars, and I saw a name. So it stars it, Bernadette Peters as the Scandal. Yeah, no, it's it's John Hurt, uh, yeah, Joanne Wally, Bridget Fonda, Ian McKellen. Pretty decent cast. I don't know what it's about. Uh, base, oh, Probably it's based on a scandal, scandal in 1963. Uh, ooh. Please read us between- the plot so we could just, like, laugh at how fucking, like, small potatoes this is. Hey, Rip, I was about to read it, then you fucking interrupted me. I know, and added some context. <laughs> an affair between an exotic dancer and the Minister of War shakes up the British government. I did everything right, and they indicted me. <laughs> the uh, the two uh, genres this movie is are uh, drama and history, <laughs> according to IMDb. Anyway, um, back to Indiana Jones. It was dethroned um, by Star Trek once again, but this time the shitty Star Trek one. That's right. <laughs> the Shatner directed Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, in which they, I think they go up against, like, they discover God or something. It's weird. Um, Indiana Jones <laughs> opened number one the box office. <laughs> I love that God exists in the Star Trek universe and in the Indiana Jones universe. And of course, William Shatner (laughs) fights him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the thing about that movie came about was because uh, I think Nimoy directed uh, The Voyage Home, which Uh is like fucking, it was gangbusters. Like, it was fucking great. That's how well that movie uh, did. And then he was like, well, I got to do one. And then they were like, yeah, I guess you can do the next one. And then, like, it's like the worst one. Uh, they should have made God a sexy lady that that he tries to make out with. I wasn't think... that his thing on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I think it's this one that Kirk, Kirk, <laughs> Kirk makes sex with a space blob who turns out to be God. 
<laughs> it's it's Star Trek Five is so fucking weird. If we ever cover those movies, uh, buckle up. Uh, Last Crusade opened up to thirty seven million dollars um, in total. It made one hundred ninety seven on a budget of forty eight million. So pretty good. Pretty Damn. good. You see Did every dollar of it on the screen too. I yeah, tell you yeah. what, you see every fucking dollar. It's a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, you, uh, it did a lot better than uh, Temple of Doom, which, go back to the basics, baby. All right, let's get into the movie, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, should we talk about Buffett at the top of the movie, or just let him <laughs> slip in naturally? Because I got, I got a Buffett <laughs> fact right at the top. Let her rip, baby. Um, so, fun, <laughs> fun fact, okay? River Phoenix played Harrison Ford's son in the Mosquito Coast. Harrison Ford um, told Spielberg he was like this this uh, river. He needs to play me the young the young Indiana Jones because I look just like him at that age. Um, he looks so much like me, and he's a great actor. Cast him as Indiana Jones. So during the Mosquito Coast, Harrison Ford apparently needed a place to stay off the coast of Belize. So. He caught up his bud, Jimmy Buffett, who supplied a <laughs> boat for him to live on off the coast of Belize. Anyway, that's the Buffett fact for this episode. <laughs> hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Um, yeah, guy. I'm, uh, I'm stuck in Belize right now. Um, You got like a place or like a boat or something I could stay on. I'm parked right outside. It's it, listen. I'm 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 stuck between the beacons and the whatever the fuck it says on fucking five o'clock. So between the navigational buoys, that's the beacons, the navigational beacons. Uh, um, God. that's that's great. Uh, what 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 a what a friendship. What a what a fun friend group that this must be. You know, they're probably have a I good talked, time. Have I talked about the movie idea I have? I've I've since. Tweak the cast a little bit since we've talked about these movies. But I want a fucking this old dudes hanging out movie starring Jimmy Buffett, Harrison Ford, and Frank Marshall. It's just they play them they, they can play characters, they can play themselves, but they get into an adventure somehow that involves a a plane with hot dogs on the bottom. So that needs to be that needs to be the movie. Anyway, that's I'm pitching it. I know. I don't know if any. We, of them they was. need. They need their own eighty for Brady movie. You know. <laughs> <laughs> if they're trying to get that dad money, they need to make that movie. Release a Father's Day weekend. They're gonna make a fucking killing. Anyway, uh, um, that's my idea. And I'm sticking to it. You know, I share a birthday right. with uh, River Phoenix. So there, there's that. <laughs> We're going to put that on the shirt with the Indiana Jones font. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about the opening sequence of this movie is um, how it establishes the Indiana Jones fear of snakes, his scar, where he got his whip and his hat all on the same day. Within the same hour. Within the same hour. That was that was my note. I love that Indiana Jones <laughs> took his... Uh, no, that's not... That's, uh, I love... Uh, most of my notes was start with, I love dot, dot, dot. I love how all this origin stuff happened in one afternoon and not over three movies. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what? <laughs> All made sense. Yeah. You know, sometimes you you're running through 
A he started experiment. that. He started that day thinking snakes were fine. Yeah. Yeah. He started. And he was it. like, "Listen up, fat, funny friend. Snakes are okay, and I you're fat and lazy." Triple F. <laughs> what are we gonna make that movie? Triple F. <laughs> fat, funny friend. Uh, yeah. Well, you you would be surprised to find out that the whole origin thing in the beginning of it was George Lucas's idea. Shocker, I know. Yeah, I'm sh- jaw on the floor. <laughs> uh, I love. Um, they they. I feel he like said they- we can't. He said we can't finish the series without letting the audience know where that came from. They have to know. Well, I just if it was just, up to him, he would have done a whole three other movies on it. About no, said he did a fu- Jones. It said he did a fucking TV series. The way it should have been. He's like, I got what? Yeah, that's what the prequel should have. The Star Wars prequel should have just been the Clone Wars. That's yeah. what it should have been. Anyway, by the way, I've been rewatching Rebels, and goddamn, still good. Yep. I, it's been it's been like a year or two since I watched it. Guess what? <laughs> it still yeah. surprises me somehow. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm still surprised somehow. Keeps getting better. Great. Keeps yeah. getting fucking better. It gets better with age. Uh, what's funny to me about Indiana Jones is that he stole his whole look from some guy. Yeah, that was kind of a villain. Bad guy. Yeah. yeah. What's um, funny that I and I found this out. Stevie Nicks did the same thing. She just saw a random woman one day and was like, "I'm stealing that look and going to make it famous." Mine. So Indiana Obsessed. Jones, the original Stevie Nicks? Question mark. Yeah. Uh, I allegedly that's like what she allegedly did. I, I thank thank you for legally covering our and that was all on the same day that she wrote uh, <laughs> she wrote landslide and <laughs> and Rhiannon. The woman's name it's was in one hour. Yeah, all yeah. Hour. She said, "Rhiannon, I wrote a song about you, but but in exchange, I'm stealing your look. I'm stealing yeah, your look." You, by the way. Where'd you get that that shawl? And, and, then, and, then, and then Rhiannon actually balled up with her shawl and gave it. Well, I was going to say she took off her big floppy hat and then yeah. put it on uh, Stevie Nicks' head. And, then Stevie and she Nicks said, went, you might not have won today, but, <laughs> uh, but you don't have to like that or whatever he says. I love it when it, when Indy steals the cross, the the one guy with like the news. This belongs in a museum. No, the one guy goes, he's got our thing. He's like, he doesn't know what he just uncovered. He's got, he's got, he's, 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 he's fucking got it. Whatever that thing was, I didn't get a good look at it. I, I was doing all the digging over here. It's dark. It's in the corner. You didn't bring a lantern over here, guy. And I also wasn't There's paying some... attention during the briefing. So he's got the, I know what we're, I, I obviously know what it looks like. I could describe There's... it to you. But I look, do you want to get caught up in the, the fucking, the work? Can we go get it? Can we go get the that's, thing? That's how it There's got some away. Im- was impeccable sidekick com- work in this. <laughs> that's how Indy got away because they were just sitting there having that conversation. It's like, yeah. you know what it draw it, draw it. Go ahead, draw it. You know what it looks like. Draw it. Here's, here's, I don't, I don't have a pen and a piece of paper. Like Here, just draw it in the dirt. It looks like this. It looks like this. <laughs> All right, that's close enough. All right, let's go get that fucking Let's go kid. get him. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, the boss is going to be so upset at us. Um, is I this name like- really Panama Hat? Yeah, he goes by Panama Hat. Did you know that? <laughs> he doesn't have a name. His name is Panama Hat. Legally, I, his name is Panama Hat. I was watching. Panama I was watching Hat. with subtitles, and the subtitles were just calling him Fedora. 
Fedora was the guy who gives Indiana Jones the fedora. Fedora yeah. Jones. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But the guy in the white suit, his name is Panama. Oh, Man. right, oh, right. Which, right, by okay. the way, the Panama hat, that guy is the head of the board from Aliens, from Waylon Utani, who's doing that little that meeting with oh, um, Ripley. Jack? Anyway. Panama hat, I think he had some no Panama Jack is played oh, that's, remember, that's Tommy Bahama I'm thinking about I think uh, he Barbara I Star. think he had the Holy Grail or something because he didn't age at all from when he took the cross and then he took the cross and then Indy tried to steal it again he had some gray in his hair later on oh, okay to show okay, that time has passed um, <laughs> I feel like they maybe missed out on a fun opportunity to cast uh, Tom Selleck as Fedora Oh yeah! Oh, that would have been yeah, fun—a right? fun little nod. Yeah, he's probably yeah. still. Let's fucking... go CGI that 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 no-name piece of shit out of it. But uh, I feel like they were trying to cast someone who looked a little more like Harrison yeah. Ford. You talking about a uh, fedora? Oh, fe- yeah. Old, not Panama hat. Fetty Wap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was, was Tom Selleck still doing? Fucking Magnum PI in '89. Yeah. Or '88, whenever they filmed it. Yeah, I, got, I bet your butt it, he was. He's still doing it to this day. My goodness. Bet your biscuits. Yeah, dude. He did it till 88. Fucking 158 episodes. That's insane. <laughs> that All said, man. like Wearing them short-ass shorts. The fucking heyday of syndication. Like, I bet you the bag was, was comparable. Well, and then with reruns and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Which is why we're going on strike. <laughs> <laughs> we need... Royalties. We need residuals. Uh, that was my song. Anyway, I loved. Um, just, just again, I'll say it for every one of these movies until the next one. Is I love how fucking tactile everything was. Like, I love that. Like, everything was at some point in front of the frame. You know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. and like. Even if those giraffe heads don't look great now, like, fuck it. You could touch them at least. I don't know. And, ah, goddamn. The it. fucking ri- the rhino was so realistic, it had a tear coming had down its tear. eye. He was you like, know, that, was, lantern, was sad. that lantern that <laughs> fell on my head hurt. I guess yeah. I'm going to stab you. It hurt his head. That, the lion, man, they got a real lion from a real place. They, they probably didn't treat the animals well, but... It was a real lion. Oh, see, they probably had. I didn't check for a humane society um, <laughs> thing at the end, but I'm pretty sure they had one. No, well, I mean, whatever the company was, I'm sure it was treated fine on set. But mm. it was it was led by uh, animal designated animal wrangler for all these movies, Frank Marshall. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll get to that later, though. Um, where am I at? Oh yeah, I just uh, I, one of my notes is just a cab because that cop shows up. Yeah, and Andy's reporting a crime. Bad news. And the guy's like, cops, like, guess what? I'm on their side. Yeah, dirty cops. Dirty cop. Uh, all paid. All paid off. And also, like, by t- Panama and, hat entering without a and that warrant. Thing. Like, <laughs> and that thing. Fuck. <laughs> Lawyers field day. Yeah. Um. So this is anyway. Yeah. yeah. What, what is what is the speech? Like, I didn't even write that quote down because uh, you did good today, kid. But we got the best of you. 
Here's a hat. Isn't that what he said? Yeah, he, he says, uh, you did good today or something. And then he's like, you might not have won or but and but you don't have to you don't have to like it or you don't have to be happy about it or something. Yeah. You lost it, kid, but that doesn't mean you have to like it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. There we go. 66 votes. I'm going to mark this as helpful in IMDb because it will help me at the right time. <laughs> oh, man. I think most of my notes for this movie are just quotes. So, Rip, I'm sorry for the end of this episode when you got to do a quote because uh, yeah. I'm going to say them all. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I want to know. I want to know. I know that all of Indy's. Uh, students are thirsty as hell for him, but I want to know what what they all fucking needed from him when he was in the hallway. He didn't well, fucking grade their term papers. Yeah, because oh. he's never <laughs> fucking there. This professor doesn't do his goddamn job. He's off settling fucking personal antiquitical feuds. The, the fucking that they're decades years old. Like, and then he shows up for one class. And then he sneaks out the goddamn window again. This guy's the way you unrate my professor. He's a goddamn double zero because there's there's, there's too low a fucking score to score on. His, his attendance is absolute dog shit. And when he is there, he's how many how many dozens of students has Professor Jones had sex with? In exchange for grades, probably as well. Yeah, he definitely has the uh, the hot teacher uh, like little uh, perk on uh, rate my professor. Yeah, <laughs> never in class, but when he is, nice to look at. Uh, yeah, I do like the we skipped over the ship fight, which I thought was really really cool. Uh, very different for this movie. This, oh this right, like water sloshing around, and he's on the you know rickety you know boat going. But it was just really cool, cool little uh, little nice sequence. That's all I'll yeah. say about it. We'll change of pace in the setting. Listen, this is something that I, we were robbed of that I wanted to see. But just Indian Marcus having dinner and champagne. That just, it was like champagne and dinner on me. And I'm like, oh, that just, I just need to see that. Just see that, you know, just see them two bros just hanging it, out. I There was <laughs> room in the movie for something like that. But it, it was. I, I will also say the movie was a little bloated. The, the runtime on on Disney Plus says it's two hours and nine minutes, and I feel like you could have found something better to do with those nine minutes somewhere else throughout the the, the movie. I there don't were, think so. There was there were a few well, parts that were a little perfect, bloated. A, there were a few parts movie. that were a little bloated. There were a few parts I could have like. Eh. I I picked the phone up. I was like, yeah, what's happening? Uh, maybe I play a game. I was. Politics. I was happy every time Marcus was on screen in this movie. He really shone in this one. I remember. I remember looking I also at my f- phone at one point, and then I, and then my body convulsed because they were like, <laughs> my body was like, "What the fuck are you doing? This is perfect." <laughs> I, I feel down. like, I feel like if I was to be cast as any of the characters in the indie franchise, it would be Marcus. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, out of the three of us, I feel like you would be lost in your own museum. <laughs> Yeah, and the oh, you the, fall off a horse. Uh, anybody uh, speak speaking? <laughs> the yeah, the best part. The best part is when um they're in the crypt at the end, 
and the Nazi points the gun, the gun at him and he like gestures with the gun and then Marcus is like moving his head like he's not sure what he wants him to that do. Is, that is that is 100% a Peyton Lynch style comedy right there. Just, oh, I'm going to go over that way. Okay. Not to jump he makes ahead. the best faces in this. Not to jump ahead, but fucking, this is legit my favorite just because we're talking about Marty, I want, or Mar- yeah. Marty, yeah, I know, Marcus, uh, <laughs> what you call it, we're not talking about Back to the Future yet, but, um, <laughs> but he's like, uh, yeah, he's lists all this, I, I gotta find the quote before we start doing it, but it's fucking- Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh I'm, I'm just so glad that Marcus got included in the adventure and got to come along this time because he was so fun. Uh, yeah, he's like, we'll be able to find him. He sticks like sticks out like a sore thumb. The hell you will. He's got a two day head start uh, start on you, which is more than he needs. Brody's got friends in every town and village from here to the Sudan. He speaks a dozen languages, know every local custom. He'll blend in, disappear. You'll never see him again. With any luck, he's got the grail already. Smash cut to. Uh, does anybody here he speak English? That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> It's it's such a good joke. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The movie definitely Spielberg's like straight up full of jokes, like even visual jokes. Even at the beginning, <laughs> there's a pan uh, uh, of uh, in young Indy on the horse, and then like you know it pans or whatever, and then or uh, young Indy, Indy whistles, and then the horse comes, and then he tries to jump on the horse, but it's the same shot, and then. The bad guys come, whistle, and then that's the same pan, and then the cars yeah. come. Wonderful little joke, like a visual, just like, if anyone gets it, they get it. That's great for me. Yeah. I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> um, it's a good joke. But yeah, the you got a rule of threes on the, ah, Venice. Like, oh, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> it's so good. Um, And again, all within its own little, like, contained thing. It wasn't like a... Oh, this is going to pay off in the third act. It's like, boom, no, this is going to pay off at the end of this act. Yeah, it's a serial, man. It's just yeah. like we're putting yeah, all these yeah. jokes in this part. Some people might call that episodic. I call it amazing. <laughs> um, Let's see. Champagne with Marcus. He hasn't graded the term papers. Walter Donovan. Uh, that is God. Anyway, he's 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 played villains before Julian Glover. He was the uh, one of the we've talked. I've talked about him, of course. He's in Tar. Um, most recently, I got uh, I was hooting and hollering in the theater when he saw him on screen since I hadn't seen him in a lot of stuff. But he's also like one of the Imperial like generals in Empire Strikes Back, and then he's the villain in For Your Eyes Only. Anyway, I like Walter Donovan as a villain. I think he's great. His, he's good. Yeah, his American yeah. accent. It's very funny to me. <laughs> let's see oh yeah um what you call it when they filmed in venice uh if you watch i would go i would recommend going say that watch say that it. one more time say that one more time uh venice uh uh, uh what and what did they do there they shot the movie oh they actually went to the place to shoot the thing god damn what a concept well, yeah. What I like, what I'm, what I'm saying is, uh, if you have the Blu-ray, or, I don't know if it's on Disney Plus, but go back and watch all the making ups because producer Robert Watts is so fucking funny because he spills all the like tea on like he he just the thing about Venice. He was like, we can shoot in Venice, but I don't want to go during the tourist season. And what do we do? We went in bloody August. 
<laughs> uh, he's, yeah, you know just go. It was fucking worth it because yeah. it looks incredible. I don't want mm, my yeah, life to gorgeous. end until I am on one of those little. I have I I stage a little little motorboat uh, uh, chase in Venice on one of those little one of those little wooden boats. I want to go on one of those little wooden motor boats so bad because it feels What's... like you've made it. <laughs> I, uh, Fuck a gondola. Uh, Give me one of those little wooden motor boats. That um yeah the making up on that was very funny because they shot like the the boat propeller stuff at a like a fit like a lake at Elstree in England, and uh, the little behind the scenes thing it's just them in the water and and then Steven Spielberg's like God, I hate shooting on the water. Just <laughs> 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 having Jaws flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that little bit. But yeah, the Venice the whole Venice locale is just. Uh, yeah, it's gorgeous. I think that's why, I like, one of the reasons why I like this movie so much is because it's this is the most James Bond out of all these movies. Yeah, because absolutely. They're in they're in Utah. They're in uh, a sinking boat off the coast of America. They go to Connecticut. They go to Venice. They go to Austria. Germany, like Austria, Germany border. Germany. Like it's just yeah. It's also like a lot of like double agent like betrayal Mm -hmm. type of like thing yeah Yeah. i say only having seen one james bond movie you know a lot of double betrayal that's what those movies are known for double betrayal that's his he's double betrayal right that's his uh that's what they call him double betrayal that seven becomes a b anyway uh what you got this the the library scene i love it so much first of all the camera and the blocking Mm-hmm. That's one of the most memorable scenes for me as like a kid. Just like him, the 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 stained glass window and and them breaking into the floor and all that stuff. Yeah, I just love. I want to say though, skipping over uh, when we meet Elsa, like the most obvious Nazi you've ever seen. She kind of fits. Yeah, the I did. Bill. I, I did not <laughs> see that coming. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some water. All right, see you later. <laughs> I quit the podcast. I quit the podcast. Oh, he's legit going to go get some water. <laughs> I do need to get some water because I'm it's also okay, tapped out. All right, <laughs> water break. Water break. You bring up Allison Duty as Elsa. She was, I think, 22. I know she was 23 when this movie came out. Jeez, I was. I think Wiki said 21. When they filmed or something, and then Harrison's their character supposed to be like thirty three or something. God, Jesus, damn. was thirty three. Yeah, um, Harrison Ford, of course, was uh, I think was eighty nine minus forty two. <laughs> he was eighty nine years old. So yeah, she was literally <laughs> half his age. Well, let's let's not you forget, dirty dog. Let's not forget. I'm pretty sure one of the big stipulations of Sean Connery doing this picture. Was uh, he wanted it to be known that his character still, while being the elderly Bugs. father, exactly the optimal word, <laughs> he better was, still fuck. 
And, well, and guess talk. what? He absolutely fucks. He he and his <laughs> son are uh, well a term that you don't you don't really say anymore. Um, yeah, but they have had relations with the same partner. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I had this in my note because this was in like whenever they cast him. Uh, Harrison Ford commented that originally he was more Yoda like, but then Sean Connery. Because he was just there to like spout wisdom and stuff like that. But Sean Connor oh, was like, weird. he was like, no, we need to flesh this character out more. He's like, he, like Sean Connor was like, yeah, he needs to have done everything that Indiana Jones has done, but better. And that was, and that's what added I don't the know comedy to it. I don't know if that's what he portrays in the movie. <laughs> no, it's not. But like, that was, that was the idea. I, think, I feel like they probably changed it in editing or whatever. Yeah. He's so bumbling. And that's and that's I think that's what his that's probably what the idea started off as and then, yeah, and then yeah. it morphed into oh let's just make him instead of just having him being like Yoda like just have him be like a goofy fucking like dude yeah, who like dad. knows is you know he's yeah, a nerd yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. just tell Connery yeah. whatever he needs to fucking hear to do the <laughs> damn movie. I think I was th- that was so funny to me because I was thinking like. It's so funny that they establish in this movie that Indiana Jones has always been cool. Like, he wasn't a loser. Like, mm-hmm. River Phoenix was cool, too. So it was like, he's always been cool, but his dad, like, didn't think he was cool and, like, ignored him <laughs> and didn't care about him until he got older. Yeah, well, that's how he But his dad's, like, then, this huge nerd died. that can't do anything. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he wasn't sad until he thought he died. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, "All right, you're not dead. Let's get going." That is that, that is such a dad thing. Oh, you're not dead. All right, let's uh, All right. Let's, let's keep let's keep going. <laughs> I, I, the I, another thing I wrote down was um, so yeah, Sean, of course, Sean Connery's idea that he also slept with Elsa, mm-hmm. and which uh, they pitched that to George Lucas, and he was not a fan of that idea. And then uh, they eventually were like, "Come on, weird." Like, that's that's funny. It seems like, like something George would be into. No, he he was more interested in uh, doing more prequel stuff. He was like, oh, we got to bring you back for uh, you know, we're gonna make a sidequel, which uh, it's a prequel that takes place literally right before this movie, and it's just your the movie from your character's perspective. <laughs> I would actually pay to see that. Actually, uh, we'll yeah. see. Um, I love the bit with the librarian when the stamps. Yeah. Fuck, that so was good. funny. That was very good. So funny. And like out of nowhere. And like was it was Mel Brooksian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I was I forgot had sprinkles in this movie. Also, you know, I mean I know you know, he's a he's a international archaeologist da- 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 dashing and you know swashbuckling and whatnot but uh someone's got to pay for that (laughs) someone's got to pay for that floor like i'm sure that was expensive expensive italian marble i mean they're gone they're like they're gonna have to get (laughs) they probably he's out of there place got blown up all them all the petroleum (laughs) and the floor to fucking burn up where's all the petroleum from I don't know. I guess. I guess it's just uh, same what? rules as dinosaurs. A- after a while, humans become oil. I don't know. <laughs> become oil. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they mean by alternative energy? 
we're just gonna start. Yeah. I don't know why I just soiled gases, people. I just turned into a pro wrestler <laughs> doing the fucking car car commercial. Yeah, we're gonna start grinding up humans and turning them into fuel. <laughs> <laughs> I love that uh, when they pass the little drawing of the Ark, uh, Elsa's like, what's this one? And then Indy's like, Art of the Covenant. Are you sure? I'm sure. <laughs> That's another thing I thought was funny was like, in the beginning, Marcus is like, the Holy Grail, and um, Indy's like, you think it's real? And I'm like, you saw the Ark. Like, you think the Ark's real, but the Holy Grail isn't? Here's the thing. The <laughs> Ark was a, was a Jewish artifact. This is a Christian <laughs> artifact. So, Harrison, or, you know, not Harrison. Yeah, Harrison okay. Ford. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones is like, I mean... I believe the Jews, but maybe not. I believe Christians. Old Testament. This New Testament, you trying to bring some New Testament shit on me? No. <laughs> nah. I'm not about that. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah, that is something. I watched the honest trailer for the trilogy today, and uh, they did bring up that there's stuff from Judaism, Hinduism, and uh, Christianity, and he's still like, ba- they basically said like he's still like Han Solo when it comes to his like in addition yeah. to the Hoka religions and all that stuff. Anyway, uh. The uh, rats. Let's talk about the rats. First of all, oh, rats. Very funny. Oh, rats. Very good. Frank Marshall once again had to wrangle up all the creepy crawlies. And uh, it was the rats. They had to breed the rats so they to make sure they didn't have diseases. And they bred over 2,000 rats. There was, a, there was a lot of fucking rats, yeah. <laughs> Put you that on a shirt them. with the Indiana Jones font. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's yeah. another part that really scared me a lot when I was younger was when Ilsa's under the boat. Oh, and they're the like rats, on her hair? Yeah, trying to yeah like, and the rats get in under the boat to get out away from the like fire. That like a bad time. The, <laughs> the yeah. boat... <laughs> The boat, you the mean boat. the sarcophagus? Oh, it's sarcophagus. the sarcophagus. Yeah, yeah it's like a boat. No, I always think of it as a boat, but it, uh, it's Peyton like said, a coffin. Yeah. Peyton said, don't Cash bury me it. in a coffin. Bury me in a boat. I want to bury me in a, a, a Viking wedding. Viking, uh, Do it like a Viking wedding. <laughs> uh, what's, fu- what's funny is that there's behind the scenes footage of like Harrison Ford playing with the rats because he was like a nature scout growing up and he had mm. he had two rats as pets and then they well I think yeah and if they were bred like they're probably like sweet like pet rats not like these city rats we we see yeah, crawling scurrying they, all over the place they weren't like feral <laughs> oh man. <laughs> If you want to hear a uh, st- uh, listen to the podcast "Screaming at the Screen" with Nick and Sarah Jean to hear our mine and Sarah Jean's harrowing story about battling rats in Chicago, it was uh, pretty bad. What episode was that? I don't even know. I think it's like I think the episode is called "Landlord from Hell" or something like that. Anyway, that's not this podcast. This is this podcast. We're talking Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh, rats. Uh, the boat chase, yeah, love that. Very fun. Um, I want you a nice callback to the helicopter too. I don't. I feel like it's on purpose, but maybe not. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the flying wing from Raiders. Yeah, yeah. My soul is prepared. How's yours? That's a good yeah. Point. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Something. Um. Something I else. like that character a lot. It's a shame that he gets killed off, but mm-hmm. it would have been cool to see him a little bit more in the movie. Yeah. That was definitely, yeah. Uh, 
if that was made today, they'd probably flesh that character out more, like have him more. It's just a cool idea to have like a character that is trying to keep people from finding the Ark and that isn't isn't necessarily a bad guy. He's kind of a good guy. He's got but a very solo they want, mission. but it's they want different things. Depending yeah, on it's which side just you interesting. Fall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's really yeah a whole like secrets order that's there just to. That's that's a cool concept for a movie right yeah. there, just of itself, yeah. and that's just tucked tucked little, yeah. little or little. even like a series of books or something, written mm-hmm. by like a guy named Daniel, Daniel Brown, very <laughs> Da Vinci. <though. laughs> Let me go get that Disney Plus series about the Knights of the Cruciform Sword. <laughs> that's what we need to come. That's what they need to do anyway. Um, it'll take place in the I don't know. Anyway, I'm just coming up with ideas. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing this because there's a strike going on. <laughs> I shouldn't be giving ideas. I should be tucking these away. Um, okay, the line the line is it for his glory or for yours? I feel like everybody should just uh, abide that that rule yeah, uh, in life. <laughs> like, is this going to benefit the other person or is it just going to benefit you? Like, yeah. Anyway, love that. I love ah Venice. What's funny? Uh, when they go when they go to the hotel, that hotel. Well, there is a hotel sequence they ransack, but after that, when they go to that castle, uh, the original concept for this movie that George Lucas came up with was like a haunted house movie with Indiana Jones, and then Steven Spielberg said, "No, just made Poltergeist. I don't want to do that again." Yeah, and then George Lucas is like, "What about that Holy Grail idea?" and Steven Spielberg was like, oh, you know, I don't like that. What? <laughs> what if we add his dad into the mix and then we had the movies actually about finding his relationship with his dad and not the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is just there to facilitate that. And that's where they went off on the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's nice. It gave it de- character depth and yeah. shit. <laughs> I gave, love that. Um, gave it some depth and shit. Uh, it's so fun. With the Harrison Ford pretending to be the Scottish <laughs> royal or fancy person or whatever. What's funny is that I went on a family vacation with my dad, and my mom was there too. And uh, we went to Scotland, and we <laughs> went to this... I forget which castle it was. It was like Edinburgh Castle whatever, but there was tapestries there. And they were hung yeah. up, and my dad... I just never forget, my dad's... It's a like, castle. Of course they have tapestry. My dad's in a courtyard of a castle smoking <laughs> a cigarette going, I'm... I'm here to see the tapestries. That's what my dad said. <laughs> and I was like, Did you go see, see those tapestries? He's just smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I saw him. <laughs> Classic dad. <laughs> that is, uh, if you are Scottish Lord, I am Mickey Mouse. How dare he? <laughs> Everybody's just having fun in this movie. And then I thought Indy killed that man for a minute because he just like. He knocks him out and his eyes are like wide open. I was like, is he dead? He like slides I'm, down the wall and it's just a bl- yeah. <laughs> <of> blood. <laughs> I guess I didn't th- I guess you can get knocked out and your eyes be open. It just I, it didn't compute for me. <laughs> it just I mean, it's it's it adds to the body count if he did die. Yeah. You know, that is kind of blunt trauma <laughs> to the brain and everything that we're learning about, you know, brain injuries and everything. If he didn't die then, he probably died a little later on from the standing injury. So a little later a little later on with the fucking castle burnt down. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here, here, here. Why don't you take a nap while we, you know, bring you up in the Zeppelin? I'm sure you'll be fine after this. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. I've never been on the Hindenburg before. Ah, good old, good old butler. Blows up in the Hindenburg. That's what we're talking about, right? Hindenburg? Yeah. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Nazis. I hate these guys. I hate these guys. So good. <laughs> boy, oh boy, has this movie aged Remember well. when we were allowed to hate Nazis? <laughs> uh, what a novel concept, hating Nazis. <laughs> and, and also, like, talking shit right to their face, too. Yeah, like, yeah. every chance they had to just be like, you know what? Fuck you, Nazi. Like, they did it. <laughs> then they yeah. were, then they felt emboldened. And boy, oh boy, what a wonderful time. I mean, obviously Man. not. There were a lot more Nazis. Well, I don't know if there were more. You think there's more Nazis now or then? There's more Nazis now, I think. Yeah, right. I did. That didn't. I, that didn't really like hit me until just now. I feel like with the invention of the internet, the Nazis <sighs> were able to find each other and yeah. and, and you know what I mean, spread their views. Well, so then that in that case, ha- have there always been as many Nazis as there are? Like, will there always just be that number of Nazis, regardless of whether or not they can like connect or not? Hmm. No, because like people can be radicalized and indoctrinated. Okay. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, especially online. Yeah. Yeah. You're especially right. on Minecraft. And and the servers. people who the people who are susceptible to that type type of indoctrination will always find each other like in spaces like that yeah. because they're they have low social barometers and yeah. This is like the worst version of like, <laughs> oh, you're, you know, closer to this age when they did this thing than you were. Right, right. You know, I was just like, yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? There are more Nazis now than there were during World War Two. That's fucked up. I don't know about na- like World War Two because well, there was I'm, a lot of Nazis back then. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm asking. Oh, I thought we were comparing Nazis in 1989 versus now. <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, no. oh definitely, definitely more now, now than in 1989. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah what, no, I'm in during, like, peak World War II. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I feel like you there was more think? Nazis back then. Well. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, when you stop and think about it, it's like, uh-huh. Well, back then, there was a whole ass country. But then again, not everybody in that country was a Nazi. All right. There's got to be look, more I'm, now. I'm going to do some research. Let's see what the population... How many Nazis there are now? No, what was the population of Germany? Bring up that Um, picture of um, Trump's inauguration. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's called uh, Jan 6. (laughs) No, I'll bring up uh, uh, the people, the the supporters outside the the Miami courthouse uh, from yesterday. I did everything right, and then died. (laughs) <laughs> Population in Germany in 1940. Okay, so um, zero the hut ass motherfucker more like it. Roughly 80 million inhabitants in Germany back in now, but I'm not. But that's not saying that everybody in Germany in 1940 right. was a Nazi. So yeah, I really don't know. I really don't want to Google how many people in the Nazi I, That's party. the thing. is like, for your sake, I don't want you to look this information up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm doing this the safest way possible. Like, I'm not trying to get on any list. This is a question for the FBI. <laughs> not for us to figure out on a podcast. Well, how about we just, I'll just do, I'll type in, I'll type in what, how many Nazis are there, comma, 
I need to know because I'm doing an Indiana Jones podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you, like with, with, with the with the FBI is, you just gotta add add shit like that. Like how to yeah. murder somebody, comma. I'm researching for a screenplay. How to blow up a pipeline? The movie. The movie. I mean the movie. Typing all that in. You gotta put 2023, and it's like uh, it's like no 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 uh, the movie the uh, uh, local showtimes. <laughs> I was thinking of typing into Google, dear FBI, what how many, <laughs> how many Nazis are there? This is for research purposes. XOXO Peyton. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Uh, I love uh, something that I noticed for the first time this watch versus uh, last time, every other time I've watched this movie. Henry Jones Sr., Sean Connery's entrance is the exact same as Indiana Jones's in Raiders. He he does something badass and steps out of the yeah. shadows. Nice. <laughs> yeah. They gave him the exact fucking introduction as his son. I was like, God damn, Steven Spielberg, there's a reason you... You're good at your job. (laughs) I'd like to shake that man's hand. Uh, Steven, you did did a great job. Also, uh, he did two cool things. That was that shot, and then casting David Lynch as John Ford in the the Fablemans. (laughs) I want to know who he originally... So, David Lynch apparently was not going to be John Ford. Uh, Steven Spielberg had an idea for a different person. And then, um, God, what's, uh, who wrote it? He wrote angels in America. Um, I knew his first name was Tony. I forget his last name. Anyway, Tony Kushner's husband suggested David Lynch. And then Steven Spielberg was like, fuck, why did I think of that? <laughs> well, and hold on. Isn't Tony Kushner's husband like somebody too? I think he's a casting person. Is he? Everybody, somebody. God, put that on a shirt in the Indiana Jones. (laughs) In the Indiana Jones font. (laughs) The Uh, whole arcade audio store is just shirts in Indiana Jones font. Indiana Jones font. (laughs) (laughs) You got two colors, black and green. Those are the two colors the shirts come in. Mark Mark Harris uh, was a journalist. Is a journalist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, started his career at Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. I uh, did not know that uh, Tony Kushner wrote Angels in America. I just knew him as a screenwriter. And I've seen the miniseries. I've oh, seen that's the crazy. Play. I only I've knew the, the playwright. I've seen the play and everything. And I, I was like, oh. I was, and then I was like, what the? F- okay, yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, that's okay. This guy's good at what he does. He's a good writer. Okay. Anyway. I feel like... In the 80s, and probably earlier than the 80s, too, but I noticed a lot that a lot of screenwriters were also playwrights and did a lot of uh, theater stuff. Because mm-hmm. like, I think Tom Stoppard did a did a um, write on this script. Who? Under a pen name. Tom Stoppard. He wrote uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Dead. Duh. Dead, deceased. <laughs> they are unalive. <laughs> um, yeah, Mammoth as well. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, oh, God. Um, fucking. Oh, he did a rewrite. Okay, I'm talking about Tom Stoppard. 
Mm-hmm. He also did a dialogue polish of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Very interesting. Carrie Fisher, I like... She does her. dialogue polishes for a lot of movies. Yeah, but I looked and she did a lot for the pre- prequels, apparently. Because like, she's credited <laughs> in all three prequels. And I was like, yeah, this makes sense. Uh, she did Lethal Weapon 3, which was, I think, also written by Jeffrey Bohm, who um, wrote this movie. The, he wrote The Dead Zone. He wrote he wrote Inner Space. Yeah, he wrote Lethal Weapon 2 and 3. He wrote Lost Boys. Yeah, Jeffrey Bohm, phenomenal writer. He created The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. starring Bruce Campbell. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Jeffrey Bohm, iconic. Rest in peace. Uh, where are we at in the movie? Another joke I really like at this part is, uh, is Indy saying, or like, I guess when his dad like attacks him and he's like, I thought you were one of them. And he's like, they would have come through the door. He's he's like, good point. (laughs) Oh man. I feel like, uh, (laughs) Just saying, just thinking about this now. Uh, Indiana Jones and his dad's relationship is mine and my, my a lot like mine and my dad's relationship, except reversed. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like I have more of a Henry Jones Senior personality. My dad has more of an Indiana <laughs> Jones personality. Because I'm always bumbling compared to that guy. I'm just bumbling around trying to do some stuff, sitting in chairs, triggering trap doors to open up and stuff like that. <laughs> Oh God, that's such a fun moment too. When they they get around and then they smile at those Nazis on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love uh, a little bit. I love is um, Indy's like pointing at the door and he's like, "My dad's in here." Just the camera work in that scene is really good because there's like a do- like a dolly, you know, the dolly in back following them as they walk through the hallway. He's like, he's in here. He's like, how do you know? And then the camera pans up or t- uh, tilts up, and you see the wires. He's like, because that door's wired. Ah, such a good. Cut to, yeah, we talked about Brody. Marcus got lost once in his own museum. The cigarette lighter, that is a prop that I want really, really bad. With the with the four leaf clover on it, lucky mm-hmm. charm. It's good luck charm. I found a charm. website that supposedly sold those, and then it turns out it was a scam site. They just like they say they sell props, but they just take your money. They're preying on innocent nerds, just trying to get some Indiana Jones props. <laughs> uh, the fire, yeah, the fire scene. I love that. Um, how that just comes. I just love the fact that he blows on it and his his breath somehow has the most oxygen in existence and just spreads the fire like crazy. Uh, it's like he, it's like yeah, he drank a whole bottle of liquor. It's like a cartoon when they like you yeah know, light like somebody's breath on fire. That's basically what it felt like. I know everything catches on fire so fast in that room. Uh, and the little look, uh, yeah, when they like look at the Nazis and they kind of like do like a, oh, hey. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Referenced, yeah, talked about earlier. And then, um, what about the boat? We're not going to take, we're not going on the boat. <laughs> Fun fact about the motorcycle chase. I did not know when they were editing this movie, they were, they got to this point and Steven Spielberg was like, we don't have enough action. Like there hadn't been a lot of action in a while, and then so they went back and shot that whole motorcycle sequence like near, oh, wow. near Skywalker Ranch and all that stuff up in Northern California. So that's why that locale looks so different than um, 
the rest of the stuff. Because even watching this time, I was like, this looks kind of different. Like, did they shoot this? In, like- it looks so sunny in comparison to like where <laughs> they just were. Yeah. But yeah, but I'm fucking glad they added that shit because that fucking motorcycle chase. I'm, I, I got. It's I still fun. got the Lego set that came out back in 2008 <laughs> for that for that motorcycle chase. Uh, let's see. And Sean Connery in the little kitty car. <laughs> I just love how uh, Andy takes out all these Nazis, and he's like, "Do you see what I like?" Basically, r- looks at his dad for approval, and dad's like, "Whatever, son," and like fucking whines his watch. Go to Berlin. Uh, get the diary back. Andy meets Hitler, which like. That's the one part that I'm like, all right, they could have cut this. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I'll say this, though. His face, while Hitler's signing the diary in pencil, might I add, which, like, God, they were some bad. Who fucking signed something in pencil? What Nazis, a psycho that's who. fucking pat. <laughs> um, Harrison Ford's face during that was was maybe some of the best comedic acting I've seen him do because uh, it was it was it was very very funny. Um, but yeah, also you probably could have like it was a little it was a little Forrest Gumpish before Forrest Gump. Yeah, Gumped. Um, before he <laughs> Steven Spielberg actually Gump. called uh, Steven Spielberg called Robert Zemeckis and he was like Zemeckis, you know that. Weird plot device you've been looking for. Uh huh. <laughs> and then Zemeckis said, "Wait a minute, are you replicating a scene from my own movie that you produced?" And Spielberg was like, "Yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I thought it'd be cute. I thought it'd be cute. Gotta go. We're shooting uh, a scene in a desert at the same place they shot Lawrence of Arabia." <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Hangs up on his four thousand dollar fucking big ass chunky cell phone from the nineteen eighties, <laughs> and then tucks the tucks the antenna back in. That's my favorite part about those old cell phones: is pulling the antenna out and then tucking it back in when you hang up. <laughs> uh, I know they always have trouble with it. It must have been difficult well, to pull it in and out. The right angle, if you like, come at yeah. the wrong angle. Yeah, you, it just gets bent. Yeah, yeah. It ends and then it doesn't I am uh, glad that they had to go to Berlin to fly a blimp out because we got the greatest line in cinematic history, which of course he forgot is. his ticket. No ticket. No ticket. No ticket. <laughs> then replicated in the film Dogma. Which is what I just thought that line was from until I saw The Last Crusade many years later. <laughs> yeah. Which I also another one of my favorite bits is Indy putting on a disguise that doesn't fit and it's too tight. He puts on so many disguises in this movie, it's so funny. <laughs> like the, two scenes back to back, he's got disguises on. Yeah. <laughs> the coat that he's wearing when he gets onto the Zeppelin was like it looked like a David Byrne coat. It was fucking yeah. huge. <laughs> they both they, like yeah. We need to get some two trench coats to look inconspicuous because they're looking for us. Dad, just take your hat, glasses and hat off because those are the two most identifying <laughs> things about you. Yeah, yeah, and don't yeah walk around squinting like you're a guy who really needs glasses. <laughs> um, yeah, I fucking love the- that blimp, man. That blimp seemed like it seemed like it was uh, 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 decorated like a nice restaurant in a sitcom in the nineties. 
Yes, it was. Yeah. Like it was 100%. where it was where Seinfeld or Friends went for a nice dinner. <laughs> like you can tell it's like carpeted, wallpaper, sconces out the ass. <laughs> it was a blimp, Jerry. A blimp. <laughs> I took it to the restaurant and it was a blimp. What are you telling me? It's a blimp. <laughs> I left my ticket in my pocket. <laughs> and this maniac throws someone out of the blimp. Meanwhile, all our luggage was still out on the floor. <laughs> a guy lands on it, Jerry. You're telling me you didn't have a ticket? Anyway, that was my half-assed Kramer. <laughs> no, I liked it. <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, no ticket was great. Um, what you call it? That scene, the, apparently, uh, oh, also, this is the third appearance of Pat Roach. I know I've talked about it in the other two episodes. Oh, right, right. He played the mechanic in the first movie and also the Sherpa in the first movie. Then he played the uh, the thuggy big guy. Slave driver, yeah. Big big slave guy, that's what we called him. And then um, in this one, he's just uh, a Nazi telling them to stop flying the plane. Like, just hold up. We got to get on board. Uh, anyway, that was his appearance in this movie. Uh, apparently those sets were like really, really hot and Sean Connery sweats real easily. So the scenes of, uh, them sitting at the table, uh, Sean Connery just took his pants off so he wouldn't uh, sweat. And then Harrison Ford's like, fuck it. I'll do it too. So those scenes of them at the table talking to each other, they're both pantsless during those scenes. People don't know this. They're both packing heat. They need to take their pants off. People don't know this, but they uh, uh, De Niro and Pacino did the same thing in Heat. <laughs> well, that, that's why they call that movie Heat because it was yeah. so fucking hot. And that's yeah, it. <laughs> it was like I gotta take these draws off, man. I gotta get these britches. I gotta, I gotta fix my britch stitch. <laughs> I gotta take really, all these dungarees and feel the breeze, baby. Come on, De Niro's, De Niro's like. You can really spot the heat from around the corner because you're not wearing any underwear. You know, you're not wearing any pants. You know what I mean? That's how you spot the heat from around the corner because it goes right up. You feel it. Got to get out in 10 seconds flat. I can't be wearing pants. Slows me down. I can't be wearing these pants because I got a great ass. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, man. Sometimes I'll laugh and I'm like, why do I sound just like Scooby-Doo anyway? <laughs> uh, I love, uh, yeah, they're, they're turning the plane around and they get in there, which uh, this is a line straight out of Harrison Ford's life. Uh, Fly yes, <laughs> land no. Because <laughs> there's so many headlines of Harrison Ford landed on the wrong runway again. Harrison Ford had an emergency <laughs> landing on a golf course. <laughs> I've seen you fly, pal. No thanks, pal. I've seen you fly. Oh <laughs> uh, man! I I gotta tell you, I watched that whole uh, intermission video, and um, really had me Jones for a concert. A, a, a video that truly does not age well. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's uh, the 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 best part. the The two best parts, of course, one of them is uh, Harrison Ford reprising his roles yes. in Indiana Jones. So, if anybody asks how many times has Harrison Ford played Indiana Jones, the answer is seven Six, times. Seven. Seven. What's the what's he the pla- other one? He plays him in an episode of The Young Indiana Jones. That's like right. it's like the the mystery. Of the, it's like uh, he was shooting The Fugitive at the time, so he has a beard. 
because he was shooting the fugitive. So that's a bit of trivia. So Harrison Ford is technically he plays the Jones. old Indiana Jones and the young Indiana Jones. Yes, uh, which I don't think they say when that takes place. But anyway, I'm assuming it's not during World War II. So yeah, seven times. But the uh, that I love that bit, and then Jimmy Buffett shooting down airplanes with a guitar. <laughs> Uh, using a guitar <laughs> as a weapon, <laughs> just holding a guitar like it's a fucking rifle. It's, that was just very funny to me. That and the uh, the airplane having uh, the only two menu items uh, that you can get from flight attendant are cheeseburgers or margaritas. Yeah. Uh, what else do you need? Yeah. I love this car chase sequence with the airplane. Or the airplane sequence. This whole fucking like airplane down to the I, car, yeah. down to the beach. That whole fucking thing is just great. I love uh, love Sean Connery shooting like the back tail and then blaming it on the Nazis. I just love how he's <laughs> looking around trying to like. He's like, Dad, did they get us? He's like, Shit, I got to come up with something real quick again. <laughs> Just like my relationship with my father. I gotta come up with something real quick. He's so like, I'm, I'm sorry, they did. They, they got, got us. us. <laughs> Son, I'm sorry. They got us. Uh, I love um, yeah them getting the car, which I need to buy. They have that Lego set now, which I need to get. Them in the car, and then the airplane. And then the airplane, the Lego set, the, the wings pop off. Oh, very fine. funny. And then I like, fly into the fucking tunnel. What was that guy thinking? It's like, oh, I'm going to chase him into a tunnel. Yeah. Then- I love the, the the plane sliding by and him just looking at them. Funniest <laughs> movie Steven Spielberg has ever directed. Yeah. I think he, you know, he was like, uh, he's like, I didn't get, you know, my funny bone wasn't, wasn't fully formed when I made 1941. <laughs> Which, by the way, R.I.P. Treat Williams. And then, you know, sprinkling some comedy in. I made, uh, I tried to put comedy in Temple of Doom. Uh, some of it worked. And then, uh, finally, he fucking hit his stride in Last Crusade. And then he tried to go back to the well with Hook. Didn't do as well, but Hook's still a phenomenal movie. That is a millennial classic. And, and only a millennial classic. Yeah, for real. Any other generation fucking hates that movie. <laughs> yeah. Did I tell you how I ended up buying Hook? I kept seeing it in different places, in stores. <laughs> and then finally on the third one, I was like, I guess I'm fucking buying it. And it was in three different locations. And I was like, bought, got it. All right. I know you, you it was the same copy. You just kept migrating to all these different stores that I was in. I need to rewatch Hook, but I remember from my childhood just being so uncomfortable about how sad Julia Roberts was. Oh, yeah. Tinkerbell. Like, she's really going through some shit. Yeah, I didn't know this uh, at the time, but I guess I just learned this sort of recently. Like, Julia Roberts was, like, kind of going through some shit on that set as well. Really? She was, like, not having a good time. (laughs) Um, I, I... yeah, that was something I've I've come come across uh, come across just recently. I I as a child, um, fuck that. As an adult, I still cannot tell that's Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Oh yeah, it looks yeah. totally different. Yeah. I also can't tell that that one guy who wants to steal is Glenn Close. Peter Pan's boots. 
is Jimmy Buffett. Oh, Jimmy. <laughs> Not to bring it back to Buffett, but... <laughs> Isn't Glenn Close in Hook too? Glenn Close the is in it. Fucking Phil Collins is in Hook. Uh, David Crosby's in Hook. Crosby, yeah. Um, everybody, uh, Carrie Fisher uh, has a cameo in Hook as like the person kissing on the bridge at the end of the movie. Oh, nice. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Which I think Carrie I know Maggie Fisher, Smith plays Wendy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, Carrie Fisher did a polish on the screenplay for Hook as well. Mm. Did a rewrite. Fun fact about the seagulls that... Ah. Oh, that's a fun part. That's so fun. I love it that he goes... He does that. It's very Zoidberg. Very yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I scared all the birds up to him. <laughs> I told Junior. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I love that part because after he does that, he like does the. He's like, I remember my child. I mean, you know, whatever about the yeah, yeah. birds in the sky or whatever, and just the look of admiration that Indiana Jones has for his. Yeah, he's like, oh, I love my dad. Anyway, I know it's, it's so, so cute. Good. But those, uh, so you cannot train seagulls. So <laughs> no seagulls were on that set. They had. Seagulls, like fake seagulls, like stuck in the ground during close, like during a wide shot, uh-huh. and then the shot of all the birds flying up. Those are just white doves. They're just flying up in the air. Just... <laughs> There's like a behind the scenes thing, uh, like Steven Spielberg, which is having a hard time with those. He's like, and he's like, cue pigeons, and then like they open up these boxes that the doves are in, <laughs> and they don't come out. And he's like, cue. He's like. Like, just frustrated. He's like, cut, you know, and like trying to get these doves out of this. He's like, I think what we'll do is we'll just shoot this on the VistaVision cameras and just send it to George Lucas and have him and ILM just deal with it. <laughs> I think that's you what we think should you do. could just like throw some french fries or something to get the seagulls to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because you ever been to the beach? Those seagulls are insane. Just throw them in the air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Spielberg, you ever heard of the beach? I think you've you ever heard of. French fries? Yeah, yeah, they're called French fries, you idiot. <laughs> you get them at like any restaurant. You you heard about shooting on location? Go to Ocean City, New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> you get kids to eat a French fries. I know your kids. You ever heard about shooting on fucking you location? A, you have a five year old drop a drop a box of French fries. Those birds will be all over the place. I'm just picturing. <laughs> Cut to Steven Spielberg watching like 2003, watching Finding Nemo, sing with the seagulls. And he's like, "Fuck, I could. God damn it, I should have done that." <laughs> Mark, Mark. Uh, oh yeah, I love uh, how they just instantly are just transported to. They're kind of vague where this what this country is. I just no, yeah. I'm just thinking about that. They're like not really calling this country out. They're just saying, yeah, no, this yeah, was the yeah. one place that was like a super made up place. Is it supposed to be? Is Salah supposed to be like around where they are? Or is he meeting them there? He, he's meeting them specifically. There. Yeah, okay, I think, but yeah, Salah is for, uh, Egyptian, obviously. Yeah, and then um, well, it's funny because they shot this in Spain because they shot a lot of spaghetti westerns where they shot this. Mm. And then, of course, later on, they shot it in Jordan. But um, 
God, what was I going to say? But yeah, they're instantly there, and then uh, they're driving in a car or whatever. And I just love that the they're in the convoy, and the whole thing is like, he's like, care to wet your whistle? You know, <laughs> Walter Donovan's American, Julian Glover's American accent is so fucking funny. Even he says it's bad. He's just like, yeah, I did the worst American accent I could do. But I like, care to wet your whistle, Mr. Mr. Brody? It's like, I, it's like, I would spit in your face, but then again, I don't have any spit. Anyway, during that, after that whole scene. And which uh, Indy's with the binoculars. He's like, he's like, he's like, get down those sea. He goes, Dad, we're well out of range. And then the fucking car explodes. <laughs> and so the, he delivers <sighs> that line so bratty. Yeah. It's <laughs> Dad. <laughs> we're well out of range. And then it blows up. I call belong to my brother-in-law. Solid is Solid's going through a family crisis at this moment because he's, he's in shit with his brother-in-law. And he's like, fucking no camels. I love that line, no camels. And then he comes back and he's like, Solid, I said camels. no camels. That's five camels. Can't you count? Can't you count? <laughs> so good. Uh, but yeah, um, so they go off and get all these horses and then... Henry, instead of staying put, like he's like, oh, I'm going to go save Brody, and then jumps in the tank. <laughs> I love that he and Brody have a secret handshake. That was a great, <laughs> great piece of just like, yeah, of just like instant history. Yeah. <laughs> and something I didn't notice to this, to this go around, but everybody calls Marcus Brody, they call him Brody, except for uh, Henry Jones Sr., he calls him Marcus. Because they're buds. Marcus. Marcus. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, it's like, we got this Jones. Like, get Jones. He's like, not that Jones, the other Jones. And then cut to pan over to Indy. He's like, <laughs> he's cackling maniacally as he's riding away with all these horses that he stole. Uh, but yeah, um, this tank sequence was not in the original script. Uh, George Lucas just said, hey, we should do a sequence with a World War II tank. And then Spielberg was like, oh, okay. And then he just wrote a scene with like an action sequence with storyboards. And like all, there's like behind the scenes footage. It's very funny. It's behind the scenes footage of Harrison Ford with the storyboards showing them to a horse. And he's like, all right, we're going to do this. And then we're going to do this. And then we're going to do that. And it's just him showing the horse all this stuff. And then, uh, and then they talk about like while they're shooting it, the hat, there's like a montage of this, the hat flying off. <laughs> and then eventually, because um, <laughs> uh, Harrison Ford's like, yeah, the hat kept flying off. You just, just got to pull it down. And then it cuts to a montage, like the hat flying off. And then it cuts. <laughs> and then Harrison Ford's got a staple gun. He just staples the hat oh, God. <laughs> to his head. He goes, oh, that'd do it. And that was actually in the teaser for the movie that came out because they shot a teaser. They fucking need to go back to doing this. I love this concept. But they shoot a teaser while they're filming it. And it's just a bunch of like. Goofy shit behind, behind the yeah that's yeah fun. behind the scenes goofy shit and they're like it's like right as like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade coming summer of you know 1989 or whatever. that's so fun because yeah. they should go back to doing that because it's like you're not spoiling what the plot is you're just like getting people excited that they're working on the movie and, yeah. and look how much fun they're having making it you're gonna have a great time mm. watching it yeah but um yeah but the, along with that. Showing the horse thing, and there's another thing where uh, he's also showing that he's holding the hat, and he's doing the same thing with the hat, and he's like, "All right, now this scene, you're not supposed to blow off my head," <laughs> and all this other stuff. <laughs> uh, I like that Harrison Ford. I feel like he got to play 
around a lot more in this one. Like, I feel like Indy is a lot... Like, he has a sense of humor and stuff in, in the first two movies, but I feel like he got to do, like, some weird and wacky stuff in this one. He was kind of, I feel like fun. he was kind of a goofball in this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, while this- also, like, you know, uh, uh, choking a Nazi. Who's it this? so happened to be a woman. God. Oh, I have to do a squeak. Oh, she definitely had like a choking kink. Oh, anyway. She wasn't not into it. When they when they hooked up the first time and they were like She's like pawing bite. each other. Yeah, biting she was his ear. God, biting his ear. I was just about to say it's just like she put that ear. I'm just kinda like, yo, it's the middle of the day when I'm watching this, Elsie. Uh, like, calm down here. <laughs> <laughs> looking around, make sure nobody's looking in your apartment. Elsa, I'm uh, on the clock. Come on, girl. Like, which, w- <laughs> which, by the way, when she bites his lip and like moves, like goes back to like talk to him, there's like a. I watched this in 4K, yeah, obviously, I, in my Blu ray. I saw it. There's and a, then you slowed it down. And there's yeah, a, yeah. But you can see a, there's a line of spit going yep. from her mouth to his mouth. I'm just like, goddamn 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Got that Ultra HD, got them spit. <laughs> see all the spit. With, you see, with the invention of 4K, you, you see spit in movies you didn't even know had spit. You, you thought that movie was dry? No, that movie is wet as hell. Yo, how moist is that restoration? <laughs> I, I just want to see, like, a... That's a sketch right there, a like a restoration, like we fully restored the movie in 4K, and like it just focuses on how you can see the spit that you couldn't yeah. see before. I also, I also, <laughs> there've been, there've yeah, been like shows times. a comparison, and it's actually like two <laughs> two separate recordings of the yeah. same scene, but one they're like sweating buckets. <laughs> Spit cut. <laughs> and like spit the spitting for every word they say. Release the spit cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love in this tank sequence, uh Indiana Jones is doing the most Looney Tunes shit ever by putting a rock <laughs> in a cannon <laughs> and then they pull the trigger into the cannon fucking splits like a goddamn cartoon gun. <laughs> uh, like, it, like it was a like it was a a, a, a freaking fracking uh, a uh, little, uh, little, little, little trick cigar. Uh, yeah, it was. It was straight up with a banana in the tailpipe. It was. Uh, it was, was Bugs Bunny putting his hell. finger in Elmer Fudd's gun. That's what yep. that was. Yeah, it's very yeah. It's very Looney Tunes Muppets energy. Yeah. <sighs> oh, we got to recast this movie with the Muppets. Who's playing who? Oh, absolutely. Oh, Sam. E- well, do you think Sam Eagle could pull off Henry Jones Senior, or was he too? Is he too serious? No, and he's also like. I would see him trying to be a, a shitty American businessman. Uh, so okay, so Sam antiquities, Eagle. yeah. So Sam the so Eagle. Sam the Eagle is Walter Donovan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I feel like Gonzo would be kind of good as as the dad. Gon- I was thinking Gonzo is Marcus Brody. Oh, that works too. Yeah. <laughs> Fozzie Bear Sala. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Maybe it's just Sean. Oh, oh, yeah. You leave Harrison Ford, yeah. Uh, Or maybe everybody's a Muppet but Sean Connery. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But Sean Connery's funny in this. 
I feel like the, the you, you got to have someone the like serious a, kind, person, kind of like, like that, Michael Caine yeah. in yeah. Christmas Carol. You got to have yeah. the straight man being the human. Well, I was also going to say like I would be perfectly fine having both Harrison Ford and Sean Connery stay the humans in this because they're the, yeah. the, the chemistry that they had was also oh, yeah. something you don't want to lose. They had such an incredible yeah. chemistry throughout this whole movie. Yeah, um, I'm surprised they didn't do more movies together. Yeah, Miss Piggy would have to be Elsa because you have to see Harrison make out with Miss Piggy. They would go on to make submarine movies. Right? Together? No. Not together, no, but... What's what's bad about that is that uh, Alec Baldwin played Jack Ryan in Hunt for Red October, and then uh, Harrison Ford took over that role in the next movie. So it was just as Harrison Ford, Ford or as uh, as as Henry Jones Senior would say, ships passing in the night. Yeah, this is intolerable. <laughs> That's my favorite running line of this movie. Besides <laughs> obvious, this is intolerable. Uh, I love it when uh, Henry blows up that truck full of Nazis that drives by. Yeah, and then uh, Marcus yells, "Look at what you did!" He, and then <laughs> Henry goes, "It's war." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I though, do- the 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 tank sequence wasn't my favorite. Uh, I know. I figured I would get a reaction like that. Uh, that was the you part of the movie. Dumb. That was the part of the movie where if there was any part where I like checked out, that's that's maybe where it was. Um, it is kind of long, but I enjoy it. And and I, look, I'm not saying it's bad. Like by s- standards of, of action sequences, it's fucking quality, baby. I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, it was a oh boy. My life is is worse <laughs> with it being in the movie. But if you wanted to, to like look at any, when you said that George Lucas just said that he wanted a World War II tank in the movie, I was like, yeah, that fucking sounds like it. That makes sense now. It's um it's another. You, oh, go ahead. Are you talking about how long it is? Like Sean Connery in the behind the scenes was like, yeah, we were scheduled to shoot this for three days. We ended up shooting it for eight because we were having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love the another great bit with Marcus where he's like, how do we get off of this thing? And then he falls right off the back of it. Then he gets punched. Like somebody gets hit. I think someone punches Indy or something and then Indy hits Marcus and then he flies off the back. And then he like lands back on his back. His ass is in the air. Where's Marcus? And he like looks back. He's in the background. Yeah. That's so good, man. Uh, and then the, of course we got the indie fake out death, which this along with Dick Jones from RoboCop is my favorite villain death of Vogel going over that fucking uh, like tank does oh mm-hmm. like anyway. <laughs> yeah <laughs> seeing the little love, dummy like holding on to the tank yeah <laughs> yeah that's why I say like Dick Jones because Dick Jones was the and RoboCop was a yep. goddamn stop motion guy that they made his arms way too long <laughs> and like his arms were just. Anyway, the proportions were wrong. Uh, we'll talk about that whenever we talk about all the RoboCop movies. Uh, we're slowly becoming uh, the official podcast for dads. <laughs> for dad cinema. Uh, the indie fake-out death. Yeah, I really liked uh, Sean Connery's little, you know, fifties. He's like, I had so much I want to tell him. It would have only taken 
five minutes. Which also, like, <laughs> ah, well, I, I, search for some more words there, maybe. But I guess, look, like five minutes is maybe a good place to start. Yeah. <sighs> but that was I also a great take. Like, Indy coming back up and around, just like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love good, that shot. Bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, going back to the blimp, uh, the blimp scene, he's like, we never talked or whatever. And he's like, fine, what do you want to talk about? And then Indy's just sitting there and he's like, uh, I can't think dumb. of anything right now. What do I want to talk about? My, my dad I've been estranged with for 20 years. <laughs> um, I love that the climax of this movie is not a big action set piece, but is actually just like a dude trying to save his dad. And it's not like yeah, trying to like yeah. stop, you know, something from destroying the world or whatever. I thought that was really cool. Uh, literal heads roll. I wrote that down. Uh, guy's head gets chopped up. And then, uh, uh, they're like, it's like, Oh, what are you doing here? He's like, I'm like a bad penny. I always turn up. <laughs> uh, something I think is very, this is some James Bond stuff. So Julian Glover was the villain in the Roger Moore James Bond movie for your eyes only. Uh, he uses a Walther PPK, which is James Bond's signature gun, to shoot Sean Connery, the original James Bond. Hot damn. There you go. Put that on the shirt. With the Indiana Jones font. Indiana Jones font. <laughs> uh, the Penitent Man. Penitent Man kneels before God. Kneels! Uh, love that bit. <laughs> I don't know why, but the, the, the bit that always kind of makes me chuckle is him looking uh, down the hall and just, like, pulling spider webs off of his <laughs> fedora. Which, if you look at a shot, I noticed it the last, not this time, but the last time I watched it, uh, you can see, like, fucking Walter Donovan and Elsa are, like, literally right behind him. I was like, that is not a long hallway. <laughs> like them nights is like listen we ain't got much room we're like we're like fucking disneyland man we gotta put we gotta put shit where we can fit it we got three gotta be economical traps. about their space we got three booby traps i love the uh jehovah starts with an i j and then uh immediately falls yeah through. that's very good that bridge uh still to this day baffles me uh painted to look like the other side so that's like anyway yeah the, uh, i'm assuming the knights did this so they just spent a lot of time painting this bridge uh, <laughs> that guy's had 700 years he's like i gotta perfect my uh my bridge painting so i can uh, make it blend in with the wall uh, that they, they should make that prequel of just that that night just <laughs> painting that bridge would it be Let's any see. better than paint Even though the knight is really serious, he always, for some reason, felt like he is, he somehow stumbled from the Holy Grail set onto onto Last Crusade for me. I oh, feel like, like it's Monty like Python? his yeah. yeah. I feel like it's his like makeup, like his cheeks are so full or something. I don't know what it is. If that dude was like a John Cleese cameo, I would not have been. If it, yeah, it, it would have felt natural. You know what I mean? Yeah, like he's playing, yeah. he's playing Lance a lot from yeah. yeah from Monty Python, the Holy Grail. <laughs> I just love that he goes to fight Indiana Jones. He fucking lifts up the sword, just yeah. falls over. And then he's, yeah. That's a character that should have played, been played by Gonzo. Is that night? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, <laughs> I, 
the look of relief that that old man has when he sees, he's like, finally, somebody to like take over this. I've been doing this shit. I've been on the clock for 700 years. I, I need, <laughs> like, I, I want to die. Like, I don't even need to rest. I just need to die. <laughs> I, I'm going And then he's like, yeah, that's not, that's not for me. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, um, as a kid, whenever Donovan drinks from the cup. Oh, scarred me. Oh, that used to scare the shit out of me. I used to, I used to love watching this movie. And then I get at that part. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go into the other room. I got, I got something to do in the other room real quick. (laughs) Nick, what are you doing? I'm just, I, 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 I'm checking something out. (laughs) Are you up under the uh, covers with the pillow of your, your head? So you don't hear the rapid aging of an, of of a dying man. (laughs) No, I'm not. What? No, I was just, I was looking for something, the, I, the, the tooth, I put my tooth here, I'm looking, make sure the tooth fairy gets it up under this pillow, I'm muffling <laughs> sounds. I'm not scared. It looks, it looks so cool, the hair like grows all out and stuff. Yeah, that is, a, and like the eyes like roll back, like yeah, decaying. Yeah, it's oh, an amazing effect, yeah. Very, very cool. Um, I, It was really cool to see him, you know, because... He's obviously in this movie, and then he later got recast with uh, another vehicle produced by Robert Zemeckis, known as uh, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> our boy, the Crypt Keeper. I'm trying to think. Uh, he chose poorly. I love poorly. that line reading. <laughs> um, yeah, Indy getting the Holy Grail. The effect of drinking him drinking the water and then washing away the bullet hole with the fucking Grail water. Oh, fucking peroxide so plus. <laughs> that was such a clever way to like show, you know, that he's. Anyway, I just thought that was that was some fucking good filmmaking, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that all the like all the other guys, the goons that they hired from the from the country, the undisclosed country they're right. in. Like see that happen and like oh shit and they fucking like break out of there <laughs> and that gives a solid the opportunity to pick up a gun and go drop your guns please <laughs> like he's so polite about it anyway and then um yeah the so the 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 Grail can't go across the seal this this confused me as a kid because I always missed that part I was like oh so this means Indiana Jones gonna live for eternity and just keep making movies right right is that what this means no they gotta they can't cross the seal or else and the effects won't you know anyway but if uh, but the Ilsa that greedy bitch well I was gonna say if Disney had it their way yeah the fucking uh, you know <laughs> CGI his ass and have AI keep making Indiana Jones movies for you forever buddy. I mean, they're already doing it with this new one. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they just that's why that's why folks are striking to keep AIs out of making movies. It makes sense because people need job security. And also, just uh, fucking keep the AI out of my art. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to see movies written by AI. There, 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 there are uses for AI. Sure, especially. Especially like in my industry, because we get a lot of anyway. There's some there's some fucking it, dumb shit the, involved. It in. should be used to make the tedium in our lives obsolete. To mm-hmm. free our lives up to create art and endeavors and and interests and stuff like that. But, yeah, not know. in the place of real artists. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, there's a lot of enhancements that I'm very excited about when it comes to AI. But not making art. Improving it, I guess. Anyway, it's probably going to help the FX industry out a lot, which is good. Uh, Yeah, Elsa being greedy, trying to get the grail falling. And then Indy immediately trying to do the same thing. But he's stopped by his dad, who calls him Indiana for the very first time. And that's when he's like, ah, you know what? This was the adventure. Getting to know you better, This dad. is the real treasure. Yes. And then he... Gets the up. artifact was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I love, uh, yeah. And then they, you know, are getting out of there. He's like, you've been named the dog, Indiana. <laughs> named after the dog? I had a lot of fond memories with that dog. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Marcus, I know the way. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that as they're riding off into the sunset, like Marcus is like off to the side and they like ride up next to him and like push him back onto the horse. That's <laughs> oh, so good. Anyway, riding off into the sunset, never to make another movie. Last Crusade until the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, but yeah, I love that movie. Uh, that was Indiana Good Jones times, good times. Last Crusade. Um, well,. Now's the time when we rate it. I'm going to go ahead and rate it, and I'm going to say five out of five, baby. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, you better yeah, apologize. Thanks for your apo- <laughs> apology. <laughs> I- I'm not sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. But yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just, this one just hit me this time. And it was just like, I feel like they just took what worked in Raiders and just improved on it in this one. And that's what it felt like to me. And they just made it a fun, a, it's just a fun fucking movie, and like it has like a good, you know, it was yeah, like you said, it wasn't the, about the artifact; it was about the friends we made along the way. Like that, I think that you know. Anyway, plus I just watched this movie a shitload as a kid, and I still enjoy. Like I think I like it more as I'm getting older. Does that make sense? I think yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it's the most relationship based of all of the Indiana Joneses, and if anything's going to age well, it's going to be something with like a lot of shit you can emotionally pull from. You know, there's mm-hmm. only so much emotion you can get from. I mean, as as well as it's done, as many times as you can watch, like you know what happens when the Ark of the Covenant is is opened up, you can watch it over and over and over again, uh, and you'll be able to tie yourself to the feelings of seeing that, but. There's a lot to be said between that and also then just real human emotions and connections and things between characters that you can actually like put yourself in and just be like, oh yeah, that does remind me of, you know, this thing that, you know, me and my dad have, or like, you know, even like, oh yeah, me and this father like figure have, or, oh yeah, I was remember something like that, you know, or even just all the other connections, like the thing that we talked about with senior and 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 martin ha- or marcus have M- marcus having yeah. having a fucking like handshake <laughs> together it's like yeah that that brings me back to having like all sorts of dumb little handshakes with my friends when i was a kid which i had a lot of yeah you know sala having to worry about his uh his brother-in-law oh my god i mean anyone that has a brother-in-law can fucking relate to that one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the one fault this movie does have though is the is of course the 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 representation of women is well, yeah very i think bad. that's why yeah i think that's why it is probably not my favorite just because i don't know i like 
I like Indy having an interesting female companion. Which, and I mean, so, I think... What I, were, I think she, technically she is interesting. I just don't like her very much. She, she, she's well, a Nazi. Well, yeah, she's a Nazi. Like, she's a Nazi. Day, you know, you're just like, <laughs> all right, yeah, that, that, that lady fell into a smoky, bottomless crevasse. And uh, what do you think about it, you know? But uh, I think before... Somebody went was, to a spirit Halloween, bought a fog machine, and she fucking fell in. <laughs> uh, all that fog juice all over the place running wild. I was just like, who, who, who dropped... Who dropped the fucking dry ice in the water? Oh, anyway, very random. Um, it. Uh, I. I do feel like up until the point that she turned on Indy, and it was clear. Oh, she's a Nazi. Uh, I thought she like yeah the makings of like a great sort of uh, uh, another. <clears throat> um, you know, someone to bounce off of Indy and can really like kind of mm, keep companion, up with them. yeah. And well, and yeah, yeah and, and and just I think, go toe to toe with them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her, I, don't, I, I don't think her chemistry is as good with with Harrison as as um, Kate Capshaw or or uh, Karen Allen. Um, and also, it's just like it's not the movie doesn't really have space for like that character, like. It's really about Indy and his relationship with his father, which is great. But it's just like, for me, my nostalgia for Indy is like him and his like female companion mm-hmm. getting into getting into shit. I will say though, and I didn't watch this one as much as the other two when I was younger, so I don't have as much nostalgia for it. I don't think we did skip over this exchange, but um, he like walks up and meets her and she's like, Oh, you have your father's eyes. It's like, and my mother's ears, but the rest belongs to you. And she's like, I'm good. Yeah. She said, she said, Oh, all the, all the, all the, all the good parts. parts, all the best parts are accounted for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a good line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so I would say for me, I'm going to give it a 3.5. The fuck? Just because I think it's a, a good movie, but I don't like it as much. In my personal opinion, I don't like it as much as Temple of Doom or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Man, you fucking crazy. This is just <laughs> guys being dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give it a five uh, because I feel like it... Uh, man, it really just deepens every like a lot of your mm-hmm. understanding of of what's come before and really rewards you for it and being having been invested in it that whole time mm-hmm. um you know and i realize you can't really get that without the others but also like you know fucking rebels is better than clone wars it's just where we are um uh yeah i and also it just it looks like a fucking gajillion dollars. It, it's so good. It's so tight as well. Like it, with the, the, the tank sequence aside, like everything is just like the dialogues, just fucking crisp and crackles. <laughs> ah, God, I don't know. It's, it's good. It's, I, I realize I've, I've been kind of like quiet this whole time, but mostly just because like Nick, you're essentially like kind of acting the movie out. And I feel like I just get to watch it again. I just know it so well. This is the movie that I always forget that I know every fucking word to it. Like, I'm like that with Raiders, and I was like, oh no, I know Last Crusade so much better. <laughs> I feel like 
And because um, I was saying lines I didn't know I knew. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. I just absorbed it through osmosis. It this movie really does like the only franchise really in recent memory that like really expands on the characters in a similar way are the Guardians of the Galaxies movies. They that's that's kind of how I feel because nobody nobody's really done that since like Last Crusade sequel wise besides that franchise. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of some other movies that really because there's these characters that you, you've you've been with for all all three of the movies and they really like instead of just rehashing shit they just add on to it and like you know more about a character like you know with Rocket or whatever like knowing a character's backstory and all that stuff. Yeah. So I thought they did really good with this movie and who made this uh steven spielberg i think i was yeah I think that's his name. yeah i think he did okay i think that guy's going places uh, anyway good movie all right and that was the end of the series. They never made any more. And they never made another thing again until <laughs> the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. And that'll be the last podcast that we have of the series. After that, it'll be the draft for season eight. <laughs> uh, actually, I am happy that we are getting the uh, uh, the press rounds with Harrison Ford. It's always fun. To get those, um, I just hate that Conan doesn't have a show anymore. Or sure. Conan's now podcasting now because anytime Harrison Ford went on Conan, it was just because my my man got he was like he's like this is this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get high and I'm gonna <laughs> go out there and talk to Conan. Is that okay? <laughs> uh, did you did either of you see the interview where he was asked if? Um, his uh, character of Thaddeus Ross in Captain America Brave New World retitling uh, turns into Red Hulk, and then he asks, "What's a Red Hulk?" <laughs> I saw funny. the I saw the headline, but I didn't see the actual so interview. I'll s- say this: at the end of that interview, he actually does something incredibly sweet. Which, uh, so the interviewer, she, she wraps things up by saying like, you know, I just want to say I loved it so much and thank you so, so much. And he's like, uh, one last time you said that that you loved it. Uh, she's like, yeah, yeah, I loved it a lot. He's like, I know. And she like (laughs) melted. (laughs) Oh, she was the, she was the one with the Leia tattoo. With the tattoo. Yeah. 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 And she, she didn't tell him, you know, she didn't show him that or anything like that. Yeah. He He just did that. So it's like, you know, he's still like. He still fucking has it, you know? He I might love, not know where to land a plane, but yeah. he's he's still I, got the it, he's still got it up there, you it, know. And I, I ended up watching like that whole like little press junket interview and I liked mm-hmm. you know, the the Harrison Ford Phoebe Waller Bridge kind of dynamic that it was fine. But it started making me like wonder like what are some like fantasy pairings? Because I'll I'll always think of like The Rock on a press tour. And like the best ones are when he's with Kevin Hart because he just like vocally violently just shits on Kevin Hart. (laughs) (laughs) Like it'll be an oppressed junket for like Nick Jr. And just be like, look at this little piece of fucking shit right here. (laughs) Talking about Kevin Hart. Uh, The one for Jungle Cruise with Emily Blunt was great. Like I would love to see. A fucking press tour with The Rock selling the shit out of a mediocre ass movie, and Harrison Ford just having to be there, just be like, "Yeah," and and Dwayne just being like, 
and we really all pitched in seven bucks productions. I had seven dollars in my pocket, and now here we are. I'm with Harrison <laughs> Ford making a movie. This guy's the actual action king, and I'm here just humbled in his presence. Uh, I feel like I'm listening to the to Dwayne Johnson's talk right now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen Dwayne to that man Johnson's. talk for fucking like yeah, twenty years. That man, Dwayne Johnson, is he coming in here? <laughs> um, I just love that that opposite energy. I think that would be a lot of fun. That is very funny. What I what the press tour I really love was Blade Runner twenty forty nine, uh, specifically with um, I forget her name, but she's a she's a British. Uh, she does she does like interviews on like a British show or whatever. But um, it's like her, Ryan Gosling, and Harrison Ford. And she's like, we actually got the, she's like, she's just cracking jokes the whole time. And she's like, we actually got the glasses from the movie. And they're like, um, they're like, oh, really? Uh, did you like the original? She's like, nope, never seen it. And they're like, <laughs> and they're just like, they're just all just, they're just all three of us, them are just having a fun drinking whiskey. It, it is just, it's off so- to the races after that moment. It is a fucking excellent clip. But like, British this chat is- shows just fucking do it different than we do, man. <laughs> they, listen, they know how to fucking entertain. That's for fucking sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to look that up. But um, I love that interview so much. I'm going to watch it. Um, it reminds me of the the clip of that I that I always see of um Graham Norton with a uh, with a uh, Judy is it Judy Dench where she says she's never been to a club and then Graham Norton's like yes you have he's like you're lying Judy <sighs> anyway oh Allison Hammond that's her name who interviews him yeah I'm gonna yeah. Have to look that one up um I'll put it in the chat but um it's she just. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're a fan of the original? Never seen it. No, I don't know. I don't know anything. <laughs> but um, yeah, that whole I need to rewatch that movie anyway. Uh, Twenty forty nine. I don't think I've seen it since the theater. I have it in four K Blu Ray. I, just haven't, I haven't seen that one yet, but I heard uh, it was good. Controversial. It's better than the original Blade Runner. Whoa! I will say that. I will go on records to say Twenty Forty Nine is better than the original Blade Runner. I do like Blade Runner, but it's never been like my. I f- I feel like I don't like it as much as everybody else. So, hey, there we go. Curious. What's your What's your uh, number one Ridley Scott movie? Mine. I I, I asked Peyton. Oh. Uh, probably Alien, but I can't think. Well, what's what's other stuff did he do? I haven't seen the he duelist, did Thelma, Alien. He did, he did Thelma and Louise too, didn't Thelma he? Thelma and Louise. He I haven't seen Thelma and Louise, but I feel like spiritually that's probably my favorite. I got a little, uh, 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 a little toy car from Thelma and Louise. Nice. Thelma and Louise is phenomenal. Uh, great screenplay. Um, great movie. That was like he had he had a he had a pretty like he made Blade Runner and then just had a slump, mm-hmm. and then he made Thelma and Louise and like kind of got back on the on the radar after that that helped him get back up and then once he made gladiators just fucking off to the races oh yeah gladiators good too i saw that in college do i have a favorite ridley scott movie i really don't like i i know you didn't ask me but um and I never will. House House of Gucci for sure. That's what I was gonna say. House of Gucci, baby. I haven't I haven't seen that yet. Um God damn. There's no really there's not really a Ridley is... Scott movie in which I'm just like, oh man, you know what movie I love? Like 
you know, his movies are they're good. Oh shit! Le- a movie I need to rewatch is Legend. With, with, her, the with Tom with Cruise, friend, with friend of the mm-hmm. show Tom Cruise, with friend of the show, show Tom Cruise, and oh. Tim Curry as the the devil. <laughs> I don't know. He looks like the devil. Question mark at Tim Curry as the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Shirt coming soon to Super Yaki. But the, you know, it's, a it's sexy the, devil. It's going to be the legend opening credits font. This says Tim Curry as the devil. The devil. <laughs> Oh, I know what my favorite Ridley Scott movie is. The music video for Avalon by Roxy Music. That's, that's my favorite Ridley well, that's Scott That's why I didn't movie. ask you is because I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, look up the interview with Allison Hammond for uh, with Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford for Blade Runner 2049. This episode has gone on too long. Um, which is not, it's okay. We're just talking, you know. We're just, it's just guys being dudes. It's in the spirit of the movie. Anyway. We've already talked about them. Um, we, we're not going to rank them since there's two more movies and a stunt spectacular. By the way, we're ranking the stunt spectacular. Of course, is going in with the rankings of the movies. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that the stunt spectacular and it's the ride. number one. Number one with a bullet. <laughs> release, release the no boulder cut. I'm the only person who has a copy of the no boulder cut. <laughs> All right, what do y'all got to promote? <laughs> This is, uh, this is coming out uh, the 23rd. Check me out on um, uh, Instagram and Twitter and Letterboxd, Peyton Cody Lynch. Um, and also catch me on uh, Queer Movie Night with Deb Duncan, uh, another movie podcast where we cover queer film. Uh, my favorite Ridley Scott work is the 1984 Apple ad, obviously. Mm. Um, well, nobody asked. So. <laughs> um, that's why he asked me because he wanted us to ask him. That man is eighty-five years old and have has five upcoming projects. Yeah, that dude. That dude's gonna die with a bullhorn in his hand. Napoleon, <laughs> Gladiator Two in production. An the, episode Nick, the, Nick of, Ca- the Nick Cave script. Uh, no, probably not that one. Unfortunately, no, no, it follows Lucius, the son of Maximus, love Lucia after Maximus's death. Maximus loves Lucia. Written by David Scarpa. Okay, so Nick Cave from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds wrote a sequel to Gladiator about Maximus in the afterlife. Yeah, this is incredible. Anyway, Uh, writing stuff. In this in this movie, I'm just promoting Gladiator 2, apparently. <laughs> uh, fucking Pedro Pascal, Denzel Washington, Connie Nielsen, Paul Mescal, Jamin Hansu, rumored. Uh, and Love a rumored. Matt Lucas of the Great British Bake Off fame. Wow. Um, what else has he got? Untailian, untitled Alien prequel, Queen and Country. Sinking Spring, which is a TV show in production. Anyway, Rich Cammy on socials. Uh, you can uh, catch me on uh, Comedy Sports Live. Uh, uh, CSZChicago.com. Uh, come check me out as part of Minor League on Thursday nights or House Party on Friday nights. Uh, yeah, come check it out. It's a real, real, it's a real hootenanny. I'll tell you what. There you go. There you go. Uh, quote, quote, new official slogan of the podcast. There you go. <laughs> All right. 
Well, catch us next week where we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular and the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland slash Disneyland Paris. Rip, do you have a quote that we haven't said to take us out on? Like yourself, Dr. Jones, I have a passion for antiquities. I got a bunch of bullshit behind me that I collect. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.